Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Here we are on the first Saturday of December and Tech Talk is underway. Steve Thompson along with our expert Doug Swinhart. And if you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program or text the program. Uh, the number, easy to remember, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226, and boy, time flies. Here we are in December already, Doug. How you been? Oh, just wonderful, Steve. Yeah, good to visit with you, and busy time of year, folks out shopping, trying to find an Xbox or a... Uh, uh, Sony PlayStation, and I will say one thing, good luck with that. Uh, we're, we're shopping for one in our house, trying to upgrade, and I brought that up a week or two ago. Uh, they are in very short supply, and don't fall for scams, because we, we've, we've seen this for years now, and there's a hot toy or a hot item. Uh, people get desperate, and they want to find it. Um, we actually bought one, we thought, online. What actually showed up? was not, uh, the good news is we were using a reputable retailer, and they refunded our money and took the merchandise back. But uh, when you're out searching for that hot toy or hot gift, particularly the electronic items, beware. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And see, it's such a wide industry. There are so many part numbers and pieces, and, well, we just made a mistake. And I am always leery of people who won't take returns and no matter what that's always a sign and that's one good thing about like amazon there they do it well uh ebay most of your ebay sellers are aware of this and they will do the guarantees but this is um yeah with all of the parts and pieces and you think that you're buying one processor but oh that's in what you got it's um it, it can get real tricky it really can yeah and friendly reminder um, if you're going to buy a computer or a tablet for someone, uh, do a gift card, uh, maybe do a note, Let, let's go out and shop. But, but typically, uh, you're going to run a foul, especially if you're a little bit older and you're buying something for a youngster or a young adult. Uh, it's a pretty personal choice, so you may want to just uh, throw that gift card in there, a little cash. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, and there's always that little option that you and I came up with, too, is a, here's a gift card. The gift card says, we have a shopping date coming up. Yeah. Here's what we're planning on. Uh, it might be after Christmas. It might be a day or so. But there, that's a, a great way to go as well. But it really is important. The, our computers today, we use them all day long, nearly for everything. They're no longer a luxury. And it's such a personal item that it really should be taken into account 
what that person needs. Now, most of the places you buy will give you this exchange or return up to through January. Um, thank goodness we got the competition going the right direction there. But at the same time, save that. Just go shop and take them with you. Um, maybe talk to their friends. But you're going to get a much better gift. You'll be giving a much better gift by getting the gift receiver involved. Yeah, for sure. And one other thing I wanted to bring up, and this was an experience I had at work this week. One of the websites I typically use, it, it was for a company that we do business with. And for whatever reason, the browser I was using at work wouldn't allow me to connect to that website. Once again, it's a familiar website. I use it all the time to buy a service from them for my full-time job. And I switched to another browser, and it worked. And that was a reminder I wanted to bring to the table. That can happen for whatever reason, and that's why we want to have multiple browsers. Oh, no doubt about it. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I've been testing a new one called SRWare from SRWare. It's a cross-platform browser, Chrome-based. I love that browser. Oh, I'll put it right up there with Brave. Fast, light, clean. And now we're starting to see people starting to develop using the Gecko technology, or in other words, based on Firefox browsers, which is all open source as well. And this is going to be a huge, huge business. I think today everybody should have a minimum, bare minimum of three browsers. I've got eight of them on my machine, and it surprises me how many times like you experience, and I think we're going to see more of this. The DNS servers, if they're not able to keep up and that browser's a little bit slow, that might actually even take it. Or we put too many extensions in. Or our cache file needs to be uh, deleted and cleaned out. Maintenance on the PCs, when you're on the net a lot, it's becoming more and more important. But that, I couldn't agree more. Multiple browsers on everything. Yeah, Google Chrome is the main one. On a Mac, you get, a, you get Safari built in. On Windows machines, what is it, Edge, which I rarely use. But uh, there's a lot of good browsers out there, have multiple browsers. And it was a great workaround, something I learned from you years ago. Just quick to the other browser, and lo and behold. So that told me something was going on. And as you pointed out about clearing the cache, that, that seemed to clear things up a little bit later. But it is frustrating when you get blocked from a website you're always at. You know it's reputable. And the there was just no reason it wasn't working, so I, I switched over and was able to get done what I needed to get done. Um, let's go to our text line, and we should throw out that number again, 651-461-9226. Doug is in for the entire hour here on Tech Talk. So if you're having problems with a computer or hardware or software or don't understand uh, how something works, uh, Doug's your man. Uh, once again, 651 461 Nine two two six. Um, Doug, is there a way to condition a device uh, or or phone batteries so they hold a charge longer? I know this was true once upon a time. What about modern batteries that's put in uh, equipment today? I, I do think it's necessary. Um, when they first, when the lithium batteries first came out, they had representatives from the factory come out and actually teach us how to train them. And the idea was you'd get a new device. You give it a full charge all the way. Let it charge for 24 hours, even beyond seeing that the lights are green or whatever. Then you unplug it from the wall and you run it down to absolutely nothing and actually allow it to shut the machine off. 
They recommended you do that a minimum of five cycles. And it does make a difference. They, now, they claim that, well, you don't have to do that anymore. I think it's a good idea. I'm, I'm finding that I still do it on anything I put in. And your batteries are going to last longer. They're going to take more of a charge. Um, if, I don't know how this developing a memory actually works, but it does work. And you want to do this at, when you first get them. I actually do it nine or ten times if it's something comfortable. I could put a heavy movie on and, and, and stop the going to sleep. And just let it go and while I'm watching TV and whatnot. But it does help. It really does help. There's lots of information on the Internet about this. And I think it's a good idea to do that. Now, the new battery technology, as I'm sure you know, because you watch um, Tesla, and that business is heating up as well. We're going to start to see this kind of technology trickle down into small devices very soon. I can't wait. I would love a battery that would go two days that takes an hour to charge. That, that wouldn't that be just the cream de la creme? Well, yeah, and, and when it when it comes to automotive technology, and I've been doing a lot of reading about it because I I do have in the back of my mind that I would like to have an electric car. I, I'm intrigued by the technology. Now I I've got uh, I I've got a gasoline engine in my truck right now, and probably will for the foreseeable future. But I am intrigued by electric automobiles, and that really is number one. Uh, batteries but being able to quickly charge batteries so for instance if you're on a trip you can stop and the recharge you need to keep going takes about as long as putting in a tank of fuel you know 15 20 gallons of gas and being able to get to that point is a big part of it because range continues to grow and grow but once again if you want to drive to colorado or if you want to drive to florida in an electric vehicle, you're going to need to make a lot of long stops on the way to recharge those batteries, and that is a big challenge going forward. Oh, it is, absolutely. And I, I also have been watching this technology very, very closely. Um, I think it, it definitely is our future. Now, Elon Musk, as you may or may not know, he's already starting to talk hydrogen. He, But he still believes that the electric vehicle, it, it will be 10 to 50 years it will still be there. But hydrogen's on the way, too. And coincidentally, Nancy said to me yesterday, she says, you know, Nissan just came out with a, a, a new electric vehicle. She says, maybe we should go look at them. I said, I hate to go look. <laughs> it's yeah. a, supposedly an SUV, but you're going to see all the manufacturers coming out with a full range of, uh, of electric vehicles. Well, and, and, and they're, they're, they're spending billions, Doug, on the technology, and it all comes down to where we got started on this conversation, batteries, 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 and they've gotten better, they've gotten lighter. You, you look at the life you're able to get out of a laptop and so on and so forth, that has grown over the years. But the one thing they do, they eventually wear out, and what we do with old batteries and how we recycle and take care of old batteries is a big deal as well because we don't want them ending up in landfills. Uh, that, that's another thing we're going to need to look at as more and more batteries come online and batteries being become a big part of our overall energy solution, uh, dealing with when, when, they're, when they're done, when, when they're no longer serviceable, what do we do with them? Yeah, exactly. And um, I think that the newer technology that just come out, they're actually going to be almost 100% recyclable is what they're shooting for. Sure. Yeah, but still, it's... Um, 
And when people say, well, but look at all the oil that you save on this. But it still requires a ton of oil to manufacture these machines, the, the cars and the trucks and whatnot. So it's, um, yeah, I think we need to be real, real concerned and dedicated to gaining these answers and uh, as quickly as we can evolving to utilizing the electricity and the technology that we have available. Quick, quick follow-up. Yeah, quick follow-up on the battery topic. If you have an older machine, uh, an older laptop, what, what is the expected life? Doug, typically, what have you seen? When is it time to replace? Well, the big thing now with the new batteries, especially if you got the, the thinner computers and the battery is inside, well, like, a, like a, a MacBook Pro, for example. Uh, if they start to go and you start to notice they're expanding, you got to get them out of there right away. I've actually had MacBook Pros and some thinner PC-type uh, laptops where that battery, they call it explode. It doesn't actually blow up. But this thing, they'll get one and a half times their normal size. Oh. They, they, just, they just expand. And I've actually seen on a Mac where it's taken the, the display. Then it gets costly. And it bends the frame and it bends your keyboard. Um, if you start to notice that keyboard raising on any laptop, you got to get that thing serviced or open it up and, t- and take a look at it for yourself. Uh, they're not difficult to put in. It, it, most of, uh, of the manufacturers will give you a manual so you can do it yourself. But make sure you get the exact battery or an OEM that's compatible. And then you're going to be doing well. Lots of batteries for sale. And I think that part of that is when people put the batteries in, they don't take the time to train them. And it is important. But I think that if you get a new portable device, like a netbook, notebook, 12, 13 inches, you're getting 12 hours of battery life, you should expect to have that battery last three to five years minimum. And that's my opinion. Now, if you got it plugged in all the time, you're probably not going to do that. you got to use the batteries from time to time. And at least a couple of times a month, unplug it, drain it, and let the good times roll. But I, I think that um, I'm believing that three to five years, you should be able to expect that easy. And it depends on how you use it. All right. Quick break. We'll talk more about computers, hardware, software, et cetera, here on Tech Talk. That number again, 651 651- Four six one nine two two six. When we come back, uh, spam email. Uh, we we've got a really good question about all of this, and we'll get into that momentarily. Here's the number on the program: six five one four six one nine two two six. You can call the studio, talk to our producer Carrie Clatt. She will put you through, or your texts. They come right into the studio. You're on News Talk E three O W C C O. Tech Talk on a cloudy Saturday. Big snows up north. Looks like maybe a little bit here in the Twin Cities this evening. Shouldn't be a big deal. We'll keep an eye on the weather for you, of course. And a complete update on the weather uh, on the way at 2.30. Tech Talk with Doug, 651-461-9226. Let's bring in Dave from Roseville. Dave, you're on the air. Hello. Yes. uh, Hi, Doug. Uh, Hi, Dave. What's up? You worked on quite a bit of my computers, but the MacBook, uh, recently, I just started it up from a cold start, and when I went to my browser, all of, all of a sudden, a Reddit chat page popped up, and it was about some things that were going on, you know, in outstate Minnesota. I'm not going to go into the details, but I had never visited Reddit, so why, why would my uh, Safari browser all of a sudden pop up with a Reddit chat page? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know, this is really interesting. I think what you ran in here, ran into here, was um, 
when you accept like cookies and and how the web settings are at a specific website, you'll notice that, and I'm not a lawyer, but you'll notice that they got this little disclaimer down there, and our partners. So uh, you might have automatically got signed up for that and uh, popped a little deal in there, but it shouldn't have come up by itself. I would be looking at to make sure that you don't have an extension or some kind of add-on that's that's been popped in there. That's uh, probably something in your in your in your browser. I really like the new Safari, by the way. It's a great browser. It's uh, rare yeah. that we hear this kind of thing. All right, all right, Dave, you got one more thought here, real quick. Yeah, one quick. The thing about the MacBook too, by the way, I actually I'm on my second replacement battery, and it's still overheating. So when you were bringing up the issue about MacBook batteries expanding and all that stuff, yeah, there, I don't know what's going on, but uh, I wasn't happy after they replaced my battery and it's still overheating. I actually have a fan that blows on it to try to cool it down. So, <laughs> uh, you get you give me a call. I might have a fix for you. Okay, very good, Dave. Thanks for the call here on Tech Talk. And yeah, it, it, it's like anything. Uh, certain automobiles. We talked about that earlier in the program that. Uh, they are prone to certain problems, and sometimes there are issues with Mac batteries. Just like other machines, there could be components with a, 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 another part. Oh, no question. Oh, no doubt about it. I, in fact, I, if I had to say, um, I probably have seen more battery and AC adapter problems with Dell than anyone. And they they have something to do with the circuit that they put in the battery that's actually monitoring heat. And they've been fighting that now for um, a couple of years. I think they might have it solved. I'm hoping. But, yeah, it's um, remember, we, we live in, a, in, a, in an era where things are evolving by the hour. It isn't even by the day anymore. It, the, the machines that come out that are the same models, you can get five of them in a row, and the last two will have something different, a little upgrade. Uh, and it's listed, it's all wide open. Maybe it's uh, run out of one particular part during manufacturing. Who knows? But we're getting a lot of variables, a lot of variables. And I think part of that, too, is keeping our prices down because we're they're developing on the fly. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, really important to watch that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And thank you for the call, Dave. All right. Let, let's go to the text line. We brought it up before the break. Uh, someone's interested in the stopping spam emails, but they follow up and say, I know they're going into my spam folder, but I don't want to receive them at all. Is there a way to stop those bad emails altogether? Uh, you know, this is uh, another thing where you're talking about a zero-day prevention. It's really not possible. If uh, Gmail and all of our email providers, if they start filtering your email that way, you, we are definitely going to be losing messages that we want to get. So I think that the way that Gmail is set up, and most of them are following this lead, they started this, will have a spam folder, and you can set that folder to automatically delete them after, and I've got mine set to 30 days. If I haven't looked at it in a month, I don't need it. And then it just automatically deletes them. So it's not like it's taking up space or, or building up, taking away anything. Um, I agree. I think that a bigger issue with spam is the amount of resources that it's taking overall throughout the entire Internet. And I think that this is getting to be a, a, a large issue. With so many companies doing these huge mail things and, and all this kind of stuff going on, the amount of traffic it's creating, which most of it is annoyance, and then it gives a question, well, I don't want to get any at all. I don't think that that's possible to do 
safely. You could do it, but I don't. I think you'd be missing some. There'd be an email someday that got lost that you needed. So I, I just don't think you're ever going to see it get that clean. I, I wish it would, but I don't think I don't see it. Yeah, and I, I think in Gmail and even Yahoo, who has done a really good job, um, as you're going through your email and you get something that uh, popped in, whether it's reputable or isn't reputable, if you you know click a button, typically spam or whatever, you're, you're not going to see that anymore, and it's going to kick into that folder. I don't pay any attention to that folder at all unless I'm dealing with someone new and they say, hey – I sent you an email. We talked on the phone. Check your spam folder. That's about the only time, and that's typically through a phone conversation where it's like I'm getting to know someone new or work with someone new, and there's always a chance that it will flow in there first. But, yeah, other than that, I I just don't pay any attention to the spam folder for for that reason. It's doing its job, and it empties out over time, and I, I just forget about it. Oh, absolutely. And another example of this would be if I had a company many years ago, we set up the email server in-house, and several of the guys were doing these huge email campaigns, 10,000 a day they were sending out. Oh, sure. Well, it was free advertising. You know, if we throw enough garbage against the wall, something's going to stick. Well, the problem with that is that domain name got listed as a spammer. And servers around the planet just started blacklisting that domain name. Well, they couldn't even hardly get on the internet. It took me months to unwind that. Yeah, you got to be cautious of this. Yeah, people in business, they, and, I, and I'm sure that most administrators today are warning their customers, yeah, we can do an email campaign, but you are much better off to hire an outsource, an outsource, outsource this to a company that does this professionally so they know that if, if they're using your domains for the reply, they're using their own domains to send it. And if the first time they get a notice from Google or Amazon, Amazon World Services too, by the way, Yahoo, any of the big players, that you guys are going over the edge, they'll turn it down immediately. Last thing you want is your domain name to become blacklisted. So, and there's, that spam folder is really necessary. It really is. But I'm like you. I, I can't remember the last time I went into mine, probably three, four months ago. And it was the same kind of thing. Guy sent me an email and called me and said, well, did you get it? I found it in the spam. I couldn't determine why it went to spam. But who knows? It just Some things you just don't have access to. I think that that spam folder is really important. When you need it, it's going to be there. All right, Doug, quick break. We'll come back. We have much more here on Tech Talk with Doug Swindhart. Here on News Talk, A3OWCCO, we'll talk printers. Someone wants a recommendation on a good printer under 400 bucks uh, for home use. By the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program if you want to talk to him later in the week. It is 2.31. We'll update the weather in a moment here on News Talk, A3OWCCO. 33 now here in the Twin Cities. Winds out of the west at 7 miles an hour. Cloudy this afternoon, and then uh, some light snow likely tonight. That'll taper off, and then Sunday, uh, slight chance of snow, otherwise cloudy at a high near 40. And then Sunday night, very windy, a low near 9 above. Monday, a high of only 14. Uh, Get ready for the first cold snap of the season. And then on Tuesday, 18, 25 on Wednesday, we'll be up around 30 
later in the week. But uh, snow, and the further north you go, the more snow. So the northern edge of the Twin Cities area, maybe an inch or two. And they have a winter storm warning in northern Minnesota. But it looks like the brunt of the Twin Cities area, just light snow. We shouldn't get a lot on the ground here. But we'll certainly keep an eye on it. 33 degrees, west winds at 7 miles an hour. Here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. Tech Talk rolling along on this Saturday. Computers, computer problems, hardware is software. Doug Swinhart is the man good enough to join us. Kerry Klatt is our producer. And the number on the program each and every Saturday. Sports schedules permitting, of course. 651 461 9226. 651 461 9226. And Doug, let's jump in with that printer question. A uh, lot of good equipment out there. Uh, for a new printer, under 400 bucks for a home office. Uh, oh, they're going to own the world, Steve, for that yeah. kind of money. It's, it's amazing that uh, I haven't heard 400 for a printer in years. But I would start out by saying I would look at the HP Smart Tank Plus 551. They're $399 at Amazon. This baby is a, just rocks and rolls. Uh, the next one would be a Smart Tank 7001. That comes with two years of ink for three ninety nine. I don't think we can leave the room without talking about an Epson Workforce Pro, uh, a WF seventy eight twenty three forty two fifty. Nice printer, and we got to mention Brother as well. The, and you're in this era, a Brother HL L three two three zero CDW, and that's a color laser. Um, I saved that one for last intentionally. That's $362. That would be a tremendous printer. Any one of those four would be, they're going to think they died and went to heaven, Steve. Honest to God. These are nice machines. You spend this kind of money, it's going to run. I would actually suggest when you connect this up, use Ethernet if at all possible. Much more secure, much better to be uh, running. And you, you can still get to it Wi-Fi because it runs through your router, so anything that's wireless can still connect to it. But that connection to your printer, having that network cable, it will help everybody throughout the whole office. And I hope that helps. Thank you so much for the text. Yeah, and they are so easy to connect, so easy to get up and running. A lot of good equipment out there. One of the things I would study is is consumables, you know, for the printer you're picking out. You know, what what is an ink cartridge, or if you're going to go with the laser or something toner-based, keep an eye on that. I think in general for home use, depending on what you're doing, uh, an ink-based system is going to be better and more efficient than toner, but it, it depends on what you're going to use it for. Uh, generally, the toner or the laser printers are going to be more than the inkjet printers, but if quality is important or you're going to be printing uh you know, photos at home and that sort of thing, then uh, you, you may want to spend a little bit more money. But uh, a lot of good stuff out there. And it, I, I would say any sort of equipment that's, that's come a long, long way in the last few years is printers. Wouldn't you agree, Doug? Oh, no doubt. Oh, no doubt about it. And I think what the big printer manufacturers are, are looking at is they're going, well, maybe one day there won't be any printers. So there, it's become very competitive. And because the manufacturing processes have improved and this kind of thing, one thing that I'm glad to see is that a lot of the consumable products, the, the 
cartridges, whatever you want to call them, they're not evaporating anymore like they used to. They, they, you'd let a printer lay there for three, four weeks and go to print, and the colors would be half gone. That, that I'm glad that we got it. And I don't think it was intentional. It's just one of those little physical things that just came about through the evolution of technology. But we, every one of the manufacturers I know of are concerned with informing their prospective customer about cost of operation. It's going to be huge. Yeah, this upset a lot of people. They thought it was intentional. I don't think it was so much intentional as just the, the learning curve type thing. But then, too, we got too cheap. Cheap is good. Too cheap, not so good. But you're looking to spend that kind of money, in my opinion, it's probably going to be the last printer you ever have to buy. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. You can call the studio and visit with Carrie. She'll put you through. Or you can text the studio and we'll get you on the air just as quick as we can. Um Lately, Microsoft is sending even more updates to my Windows 10 machine, and each time they change, um, and I I have issues with my 8-year-old Dell laptop. Uh, There's always a reminder that my laptop isn't compatible with Windows 11. What's going on here? Yeah, they're they're trying to promote new hardware. I'm, um, there's a lot of people who are revolting about this as well. They've kind of kind of given up on trying to control browsers. They're, they're starting to relent. And I, I think that this, this hard-nosed approach with 11, they've already given in to the fact that, okay, here, you can install it as a fresh install. That didn't take long. You, know, you don't have to have a Windows 10 machine. But the restrictions that they're placing on hardware, truly, there's no reason for them to be there uh, other than to promote the sales of hardware, which is okay until people just don't have the money and they still got to get their job done. And I see this an awful lot with all computers that are about six and a half years old and older. It's almost like it's a magic number these days, no matter what you purchase. And the thing is, is you, you really don't know. I think that that particular machine is a prime example of where provisor would be a good thing to run and tighten down those updates. There's another gentleman on the internet that gives a tremendous amount of information, Chris Titus, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-T-U-S.com. Tremendous individual. And he's got a script, simple script, that you can run, and it takes control of those updates. It will only allow security only. And you have to approve driver updates and updates that are going to change interrupt requests and port numbers. That's creating some issues for people that I just don't see the, I don't understand why they're doing it. I, I hope they have a good reason other than to promote commerce. I don't know. Um, but those would be two items that this individual should look at for that computer post haste and turn that computer, that Windows system, into a local login account. Don't have an online account. You're still going to be able to get online, but you take away a lot of the um, giveaway of your programs to Microsoft to sell your personal information. And that's going to make your machine much more secure. That machine I would like to work on. I really would. This is where you can really make a difference in something like this. So, And I hope that helps. Um, and good luck to you. It is Tech Talk with Doug here on this Saturday at News Talk, A3O, WCCO. By the way, we'll throw out that uh, provisor again. 
P-R-I-V-A-Z-E-R. One more time, Provisor, P-R-I-V-A-Z-E-R. We always get a lot of texts on that each and every week here on the program. And, and Doug, that, that whole Windows 11 thing, once again, in my opinion, if your machine's running just fine, wait, wait. Let's maybe first quarter of 2022 see what happens. Well, you know, and then too that you know they're fixing the stuff that they're finding as quick as they're showing it, but a lot of things are going to be gone that people are used to having. And we went through something similar with a lot of things in 10 as well. Yeah, just adjusting the icon sizes on desktop. Well, you used to right click on your desktop and go into properties under display and bang, 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 you're done. Now you got to open up the registry and Windows 10. And, and I and I don't quite understand why when we have something that's useful, we get rid of it and then bring it back later in an update. I just don't care for that. I, I think there's there's updating going on that possibly isn't necessary. But it's um it, it's a tough business. I understand that. But I I just don't think that anybody should be so in tune with the latest and the greatest unless you're testing. If you're testing, that's one thing. But not on a production machine. Not on a machine that you're using to pay your bills and get online and, and watch TV and whatnot and games. Uh, a production machine, you want to keep that as stable as possible for as long as it's humanly possible. And just if it runs, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And there have no vision, to my understanding, of bringing Windows 10 to end of life. I think if they did that, I think that there would be a, a major outcry around the planet. And I, I, I don't see that coming. I just don't foresee it. All right. um, it's, a, it's a tough pill for me to swallow, too. I, I think we should be able to have these computers longer and not have them corrupted by, by software or firmware or requirements by a large corporation. And it'll, it'll come. We'll get there. Um, Doug, here, here's a good one. And this came up um, during a discussion at my full-time job about shutting equipment down, rebooting equipment, those types of things. And it came up because someone was having trouble with their phone. And I said, well, you know, number one, are you taking the updates? And number two, when, when you have it plugged in overnight, for instance, do you power it down? Um Oh, absolutely. And, and we have, we've talked about that with cell phones. But what about other devices, uh, computers, and for that matter, printers, routers? Is it a good idea at some, at some point in time, once a week or whatever, or uh, you're going to be gone for a couple of days, just shut everything down? This is a great topic. I'm glad that you brought this up. Yeah, this whole thing started when, when PCs first came out. We were telling people, let them babies run. Just leave them on. Well, back then... They would expand, the motherboards would expand and contract as they heat up or cool down. And it would create a situation physically where it would dry out the motherboards and they would develop these small little hairline cracks, which would create shorts. That, that's no, that hasn't been the case for 18, 20 years now. So you can shut them down and be just fine. And, and now the flip side to this, like a printer, for example, every printer I know of, when that baby goes into sleep mode, it ain't taking one iota of, of, um, of electricity, not one. It's like it might as well be shut off. As soon as you send a signal to print, it pops up, and it takes less time to start because of what they got going on. But there's very little energy being lost in a printer sitting there. Computers, 
really doesn't matter how you want to run it. If your computer's in-house and you need access to it, like for telephone numbers or you want to look at some kind of TV guide, then you're going to want instant access. Uh, but today, even the Chromebooks will boot in like 8 seconds, 12 seconds. Not, not that big a thing. Routers, that's a different deal. Your modems and routers that are supplied from CenturyLink and Xfinity and all other service providers, I'm a firm believer that at least twice a month, you unplug them babies completely and you leave them out completely unplugged for an absolute minimum of an hour. If you do that, it forces a complete train, a retrain all the way up to your service provider. So it isn't just like restarting that device. You're restarting the wide area network. You're reconnecting and it's creating a brand new log. And I think that's really a, a huge issue as well. We're also seeing with the amount of traffic on the internet, we're seeing more dirty bits. And that's, it's, it's kind of like, um, how do I describe this? Digital pollution. Yeah. There might be a little extra particle of data that's coming in and it gets washed around and restarting your system will clean that. It's sometimes the only way to get rid of it. So those things are, are, are a good topic to study and play around your equipment and come up with the right combination. All right, quick break. We'll come back, wrap up Tech Talk on the Saturday. Here's the number again, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. That is good for a call or a text. Uh, we will come back in a moment, go to the phone lines, and wrap up all those texts we have, including an update on Starlink, uh, that uh, new Internet system that will be space-based. Uh, from Elon Musk, and we'll have that for you in a moment here on News Talk, E3O-WCCO. Final few minutes of Tech Talk. We want to get to as many techs as we can. Doug Swinhart is joining us. We're on the air Saturdays between 2 and 3 o'clock. We have all the news at 3, and we'll get started on a sports Saturday after that. A lot going on. Uh, Vikes, Timberwolves, tons of college football championship games, etc. Uh, Doug Let's uh, get into this one real quick. Starlink, uh, there was another launch. Uh, if, if you saw it in the news, they sent up more satellites. They continue to build the network. Uh, once again, in our neck of the woods, it should be available at some point in 2022. Uh, they are testing right now, but this would be satellite-based Internet, kind of a new concept, if you will, uh, and will be available across much of North America when the system is fully built out, could, could be neat. Right now it's about 500 bucks for hardware and about $100 a month. I, I think their first goal is to get those areas that are underserved right now by Internet. Absolutely. And I, and I know that this sounds like it's a big chunk of money up front, and it is. And I certainly hope that people don't relate to this. If they had a bad experience with HughesNet or DirecTV Internet, this is not the same thing at all. This, one, this one's going to work. And the thing is, is you might be getting, oh, I don't know, 200, 300 megabits per second down, but there's no latency. You don't even have wires to drag on this thing. And the commitment that he's putting forward, Elon Musk, to improve this network, to also carry smartphones, oh boy, this is going to put some competition on the cell phone providers. Way overdue. I think this is fascinating technology. I'm going to consider getting um, a Starlink and keeping my Xfinity in place and, and just running them both side by side so I can make a fair comparison. Well, well I talked to Nancy about that uh, a couple weeks ago, and I think I'm going to try that. I, I, I got to know how that's going to run. 
yeah. I perceive this to be a great technology. Yeah, I want to check that out for sure in 2022 when it is available, but I am mm-hmm. keeping an eye on that. Uh, real quick, um, backups again. Someone wants to give away a computer. How does someone back up all their data and make sure that this, this computer is clean before they hand it off to somebody else? Real quick. If they've done a good job organizing, everything's going to be in their docs folder that are docs, pictures, yep. and, of course, they'll have a miscellaneous. But before I'm done, and I know for sure, I may want to just just run a, a quick search on a asterisk period and the extension of the name, like DOC for documents, Excel R for Excel spreadsheet, and so on. Or a better idea, pull the hard drive out and put it in an external case. That You've got all the data then, and you don't have to worry about a thing. And just get rid of the computer without the drive. They're easy to take out. Yeah, but That's probably your best bet. But if they want to give the computer to someone in operating form, uh, maybe put a new hard drive in it. All right, got to run. Maybe we can delve into that more next week. We are flat out out of time. Doug, your phone number and email. Ah, thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, admin at WCCOTech.com. A-D-M-I-N at WCCOTECH.com. And thank you, Steve. Have a good weekend. All right, take care, Doug. Talk to you next week here on Tech Talk. We're on the air Saturdays between 2 and 3 o'clock. We have all the news, all the weather, and then we're going to talk MLB. There's a lockout. Uh, The Twins made some moves already. Phil Miller joins us from the Star Tribune. We heat up the hot stove here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.